All right, we do, we've been singing tonight about peace, and so the only way, the only place that we're going to find peace and get peace is from God. We're not going to get peace from the world. We won't. Not going to get peace from people. We won't. Not going to get peace from a book or anything else, or we're going to get peace from God and Him only. And so tonight we look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8, beginning there. Uh, this morning we had our Christmas music, and tonight we have the Christmas message. So we put it all together. Uh, beginning Luke chapter 2, verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And we know the story, the setting of it. We've already figured it out that Jesus has been born in where? <laughs> Bethlehem. Okay, just making sure. Trivia. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, no, not at peace, they were terrified. So make sure we understand what they were going through, what they were feeling. Terrified simply means the word we use in modern-day terminology, phobia. Uh, some people have a phobia of certain things. Some people have a phobia of snakes or of spiders or of heights or of so many other things. There's many, many phobias listed out there. And so they were terrified. They had a phobia uh, of what was happening around them. It simply means fear or a severe distress with a feeling of possible danger. Something may happen, so I don't need to go there. There's possible pain, so I'm going to be hurting, or even evil that's possible because of what's going on around me. And so we see this in people's lives, and they were experiencing it that night, these shepherds were. But verse 10 comes along and says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. Do not be in fear. Don't have this severe distress of a feeling of pain, danger, evil. It's not there. I bring you good news, not bad news, of great joy that will be for all the people. I bring you some good news, he said, to everybody, including you right here, you shepherds. And so don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Well, what was the good news they were talking about? What is the definition of good news? means to literally evangelize. When Jesus was talking about the good news, when he was talking about the gospel, throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was talking about evangelizing, telling other people about himself, telling other people about the salvation that's available in him, and telling other people about the Lord and about salvation and about heaven. And so it means to evangelize. It means the gospel. It's the same thing as gospel. Good news, the gospel, interchangeable words. It means glad tidings of the coming kingdom of God and the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. That's the good news. And that's the good news we want to be sharing throughout the world, wherever we go, uh, whether it's Super One, Walmart, or home, or anywhere else. We want to be sharing that there is good news. There is good tidings from the kingdom of God, salvation, Jesus Christ. And we're telling people about that. That's evangelizing. And we're just simply telling people about Jesus. Well, verse 11, he says, uh, bring you good news, this evangelism, this gospel, uh, the coming kingdom of God through salvation in Jesus. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You want to see where he's going to be? You want to see what's going to happen? You want to know that it's him? Here's a sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and he's lying in a manger. Said you want to go looking for him, you want to find him, you want to see the sign that what I'm telling you is true, you want to find the, uh, the Savior, you want to find the Christ, you want to find the Lord, here's where you're going to find him. You're going to see a little baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. 
Well, <clears throat> Jesus is the name given to the baby lying in a manger. But he was born Savior, Christ, and Lord. Uh, Jesus' father on earth named Joseph, okay, a little more trivia, was instructed to give him the name Jesus. In Greek, the word is Jesus, but in Hebrew, the word means Joshua, the one who saves. And so Joshua was his Hebrew name, which is what he was given, but interpreted in Greek as Jesus. And so that was the name given to the baby, lying in the manger, Jesus, son of Joseph and Mary. But he was born as Savior, Christ, and Lord. Savior simply means this, the deliverer. The deliverer has come. The rescuer from sin has come. The one who saves us from our sins has come. He's in the manger. He's lying there. He's a baby. He's born. You'll find him with cloths around him. You'll find him lying in a manger. He's the Savior, the rescuer. And so that was good news for them because most shepherds in that day and time were very much sinners. And so that was what they needed to hear. They wanted to be rescued from their sins, delivered from their sins, saved from their sins, just like all of us today. We too need a Savior. We too need a deliverer, a rescuer. Because when we're born, we're born into sin, and we grow up as a sinner, and the only way we're going to be delivered from our sin is from somebody to deliver, somebody rescue us, and that's Jesus. But He's more than just the Savior. He was the Christ. In the Old Testament, you would find the word Messiah, Messiah in the Hebrew, save, uh, Christ in the Greek, and so they mean the same thing. It means the anointed one. It means the Son of God. This is the Christ. It means Emmanuel, that is, God with us. And so all through Scripture, you would read in Isaiah and other places, the word of Messiah, the anointed one, Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. And so that's who Jesus was. But He's also Lord. He was the King. He was the Emperor. He's the Master the one who has authority over all the universe. He was the one being born that day, and so they were going to find him by a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And then verse 13, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel who was announcing all of this, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And so a lot of times you find different versions of how that reads in verse 14, goodwill toward men and all of that. But the NIV seems to say it the best, seems to say it the most in line with what he was trying to really say there in Luke chapter 2, verse 13. On earth, peace that Jesus brings, this Lord, this Messiah, this Christ, this Savior, he's bringing peace on earth, but only to people on whom his favor rests. So this is God's favor. How do we interpret and understand God's favor? God's favor is we have peace when we receive Jesus as Lord, as Christ, and as Savior. And that's the only way we're going to get it. See, Jesus came, yes, to rescue us, to deliver us, to bring us out of sin. But the only way we're going to have that to happen is that we receive Him. He is a gift. Jesus is the gift. We read about John 3.16, John 3.17, and other places about Jesus being the gift, the gift of salvation. In Romans, we read about the gift all through the New Testament. But any other gift, just like at Christmas or at your birthday or any other time of the year, somebody can give you a gift or hand it to you, but you have to receive it to get it. Somebody bought a gift for you and they left it at home or they kept it at home. Well, where's my gift? 
I left it at home. Where's my gift? I didn't buy you one. Where's my gift? I didn't get you one. You know, and so there's a lot of ways we look at a gift, but in order to get a gift that somebody's given us, we have to receive it. Same thing with Jesus. He is a gift that presents himself to us to deliver us and rescue us, to become our Christ, our Lord, our Savior, but we've also got to receive it. It doesn't just mean that, oh, Jesus has come into the world and so everybody's saved. It's not true, is it? It's not true at all because the Bible talks about how there's a, a straight and narrow way that leads to heaven and there's a broad way that leads to destruction or to hell, meaning more people are going to go to hell than will go to heaven. Throughout all of history, more people will go to hell than they'll go to heaven because we make that choice, that narrow choice, that straight choice, that following Jesus choice, and less people take it because the Scripture says few people find it. Many people find the broad way, few people find the narrow way, and so more will go to hell than they will go to heaven. And so the only way we're going to have this peace is to receive Jesus, receive the gift, the Savior, the Christ, the Lord, make Him our deliverer, our rescuer, make Him our Messiah, uh, make Him be God with us, and our King, our Emperor, our Master. Otherwise, we're still hopeless. And so how, would, how do we find this peace? Where do we get this peace? We get this peace only from God. We get this peace only from Jesus. And so as we go through life, we encounter times when our lives seem to be falling apart. Or if it's not our life falling apart, at least everything around us is falling apart. You know, things at work, things at school, things in the home, things in the family, things with the health, things with finances, things with whatever it is seems to be falling apart. How am I going to get peace in the middle of all this? Only through Jesus being our Savior, our Rescuer, being our Christ, the one that's with us, and being our Lord, our Master, following Him and not somebody else. Because if we look around us, we find things want to drag us down, hold us down, keep us down, keep us off course, keep our focus off Jesus and on to the world, things of the world. And so that's easy to happen to many of us, isn't it? It's easy to happen to all of us, rather. And so how do we stay focused? How do we find that peace? Only when we receive Jesus as our Lord, our Christ, and our Savior. Otherwise, we don't find it. Because it said there in verse 13, once again, that, the, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people, all people, to whom His favor rests. God loves us. God cares about us. His favor wants to rest upon us, but it cannot unless we receive it and say, Yes, Lord, I want you to rescue me. Yes, Lord, I want you to be the one who goes with me. Yes, Lord, I want you to be my master. And so as we do that, then we find the peace to go through whatever it's going through. Haven't you been in situations where you were terrified like those shepherds? You were pho phobia <laughs> like those shepherds? You had a fear like those shepherds? What's going to happen now? Look at what's happening. Look, look what happened this morning. Look what happened last night. Look what happened last week. What are we going to do now? How am I going to handle this? What, 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 what? And, and we fret and we, we move and we get upset and we get disturbed and we get distraught. What am I going to do now? And we get worried and anxiety comes. And, yeah, all those things. Maybe it doesn't happen to you, but I've seen it happen to other people. You know, yeah, it happens. And so what do we do in those times? How do we get that peace? Only through that relationship with Christ. If He is our deliverer, our rescuer, if He is our, the one who's with us, if He is our master, 
then He's going to guide us through those times that are anxious, that are worrisome, that are fretful, that is terrifying, that is upsetting, and He's going to see us through it. But we've got to be dependent on Him. Do you know that sometimes God will take us into things that will either lead us to do one of two things about it. (laughs) Be dependent on somebody else. Well, one of three things, rather. Be dependent on somebody else. Be dependent on ourselves or be dependent on God. God will take us into those difficult situations and we get into that situation like, why am I here? And how did I get here? And why is this happening? And all those questions. Okay, let me see. I can't fix this because I've been trying to, so I can't depend on myself. I know what I'll do. I'll depend on somebody else. And they'll help me get out of this situation. And they'll bring me peace. I can't bring peace on my own. I try and I can't do anything about it. And nobody else seems to be helping me either. What am I going to do now? Oh, I know. I'll ask God. And so many times the last one we ask or the last one we depend on is God. We try to do it ourselves or somebody else. And then we finally say, I've tried everything else. I know, let me try God. Or how about the other one that says, I've tried everything else. Let's pray about it. And we make prayer the last thing we do. You know, we tried all these things and talked to all these people and done all this stuff. And now we're saying, I know what I need. I need to just pray about this, don't I? Well, shouldn't we just turn it around? (laughs) If we want that peace first, we find it in that relationship with Christ when we make Him our Savior, Christ our Lord, and then we pray to Him, talk to Him about it. Rather than trying self, somebody else, our first option, if you want to call it an option, should be Jesus, because He's the only one who can bring us peace to go through whatever it is you're going through. Find peace this week, not in the world, not in people, not in stuff, not in things, but in Jesus.